0: sure everything's away all right hello and welcome to the episode of move out draw fire uh, I think it's episode six it doesn't really matter I'm gonna keep pumping them out we'll call this season one today is veterans day 2020 um, a week ago was the election still don't know who won that's good news for everybody I do have a special guest with me today. His name is Jesse. Uh, we call him Dick. That's what he goes by. Um, I deployed with Jesse to Iraq in 2005, uh, to Afghanistan in 2007 and again in 2009. After that we went our separate ways. I mean, we both went to Colorado, uh, to Colorado Springs or Fort Carson, Colorado, but we were placed in different units. So our fourth deployment, we were not together. In Iraq, we were in different companies. We didn't have enough, um, and we didn't have very much time together. In Afghanistan, the first tour, I was sent to uh, FOB, no, COP Altimore, next to FOB Shank. Uh, there we had some good times. And next after that, we went to Farah, well, he went up to north of Shindand in Afghanistan. Um, but we, we, still, we still kept in touch. We still had some good times over there. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to bring him on. We're going to have a little back and forth, see where we're at now, see where we were then kind of thing, uh, have some playful banter if he so chooses. So, Jesse, are you there?
1: Of course I am, buddy. How Hello are you, friend?
0: You are my bestest of friends.
1: Uh, you're you're top two. You're top two, definitely. Dude, <laughs> you can't even lie uh, for me. I got I got some things going on. You're, you're, you know, there's a it's it's long term or long distance relationship. Is it Rob? Uh, I cannot confirm <laughs> nor deny. But can can you give I'm me one good Rob alongside. real quick?
0: <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll set you up. All right, we are playing uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Zombies on the <laughs> town map, and Rob has just died for the fourth time in the second round.
1: Oh, I mean, he's doing pretty good then. Usually it's like he's, he's doing within pretty 10 good. Seconds.
0: Uh, he We're threw out a, of
1: ammo, he, he, we are threw a, struggling.
0: he threw a monkey at the wrong
1: time. <laughs> In the wrong direction, in the, the wrong, wrong direction. time, just for no reason other than just just because. So we're now, shooting, we're, yeah, we're running out of ammo.
0: To give a little backstory on this, uh, we were playing in uh, Jesse's house. He and I were upstairs, and Rob was down in the basement playing. So we didn't need a headset for the two of us, but to talk to Rob, we had to yell.
1: We had to yell. He couldn't hear us. So, it would start out, Rob, Rob, Rob! And just (laughs) – I don't Uh, know. And he just doesn't care. Not a care in the world.
0: uh, (laughs) As soon as I saw the revive pop up on the game, I was like, that's Rob. There was no no question. There was no hint to like, oh, Rob, that's it.
1: There was a point where we just let him die.
0: Yeah, um – it would have Mercy.
1: been, it exactly,
0: it would have been more uh, beneficial for us and himself if he died, because he would draw out the knife of the mystery box and try to rock that. It's like you know what, just go ahead and die. We'll uh, we'll start back up later with a better gun.
1: I, I don't I don't really think he was playing half the time. I think the cat was, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and cat being. Is that Mr. J?
1: The late Mr. J. The late
0: Mr. J, Mr. Bojangles.
1: Well, so I have tired. a
0: cat now. I don't know if you know that. Uh, no, I did not. Nope. Uh, her name is officially Tinkerbell, but she goes by Putters. <laughs> so do you That's have any
1: other... So o- so adorable.
0: <laughs> do you have any other new animals that I should know about?
1: Well, uh, my girlfriend <clears throat> and I got a... A tuxedo cat named, uh, oh God, she named it Sebastian, but we just call it Mausers. And then I got Emma, my daughter, a, uh, a calico
0: Ooh. for her birthday this year. That one I do know. I don't know the tuxedo cat.
1: No, he's, so he's a half tuxedo, half Maine Coon. So he's he's like twenty four, twenty three pounds, something like that. He's a big cat. Oh,
0: I see the pictures I'm looking up right now. Um, they look uh, mostly black with a white chest, and yep. I'm seeing most of them have little Hitler mustaches.
1: Yes, that was a Maine Coon.
0: Okay. So, uh, like I told, like I said before, uh, we were in Iraq um what part of i know when we went into uh the battalion went into hawk i was more in the south and the main part of um south of the bridge where were you at
1: uh to be honest i have no idea uh i was i was literally everywhere i slept in the concrete factory outside for a couple days uh we went inside and held up a strong point set up a little op's everywhere I was everywhere other than Bonnie Dar. I did not cross the bridge into Bonnie Dar.
0: Okay. Uh, to give a little bit more background, uh, my job as a Ford observer, I would go out and call in indirect fire or, um, close air support or close combat aviation, which was the helicopters. Uh, Jesse is a combat engineer, was a combat engineer. And I'm guessing you didn't build any bridges, mainly just bombs.
1: Uh, We built a bridge in basic training. That was fun. Uh, And then after that, never again. No? Ever, ever, never.
0: Well, good times, great oldies. I'm glad they're keeping the engineers somewhat useful. Yeah. Yeah. So after, after Iraq, we went to Afghanistan. Now I deployed with a different battalion, but eventually made my way to you. Um, I had a few problems with the battalion that I was in. Uh, I, I moved from company to company. And once I got to the Bravo company, I had a lot of people that didn't like me there. And the feeling was mutual. Uh, also, a little bit more background, I had some problems with authority. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a big deal. Everybody does. But I think my, my problem was things were changing and I didn't like to change. So I try to stay the old way. Well, and that,
1: uh, I think you and I both don't let other people walk on us as much as everybody else. Yes. Well, uh we'll, we'll hit the brakes a little bit sooner than you will. And people don't like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you had any of this in your platoon, your company being the engineers. Did you have kind of like a good old boy club where everybody hung out that, you know, you're u- new to a unit and if you're not part of the club that you kind of get passed over on a few things?
1: Ah, <sighs> okay. Uh, well, this is a whole conversation that we can dive into.
0: We can save Uh, it for later if you'd like.
1: No, it's good. Uh, I can do a a quick uh, back of the book uh, summary. Okay. In the 82nd, I never felt like that. The 82nd, I always felt – I was never worried about somebody not covering for me. As soon as I got to Fort Carson – it was a whole nother game. It was a whole different army. The soldiers uh, lack of discipline, even the the NCOs, both um, junior and senior, just the the lack of discipline, the Article 15s, it it was crazy to me. And then every new guy, like nobody gave a crap about him, nobody trained him. It was, there, there was definitely a good old boy system in Colorado.
0: I will concur with you. As far as the 82nd, it being airborne, it does build up some sort of camaraderie. Um, I got along with the guys in the artillery unit that I was in real well, even deployed with the uh, infantry units. I got along with them real well until I got to that one company. After that, it was, it was great. Once I got to fob shank and was attached to the engineers, it was, everything was great after that. It was just that one company. So as far as the 82nd goes, top notch. Um, Now, as far as Fort Carson goes now, you and I will both agree Colorado Springs is a beautiful place. It's got so many attractions that you can go to so many things that you can do. Fort Carson was a dumpster fire inside of a train wreck. I've actually
1: seen both of those at Fort Carson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the personification of what Fort Carson is. It is there was there was no unit cohesion. Everybody was out for number one. There were, I would say, for the 82nd, there were fewer of the "I'm out for number ones" as many as yeah, as many as well. I would say the same ratio for Fort Carson, which were I want to be in a unit where we work together. Kind of the opposite flipped around where most people at Fort Carson were the one uppers. Yep. It was, yeah. I've never seen a train wreck at Carson. That was awesome. I bet it was. I know they carry around their heavy uh, tanks and shit.
1: (laughs) That's what fell off for Washington. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then uh, our third deployment we got sent to now I'm pretty sure you were up north at
1: Shindan weren't you uh, I'm trying to think of third deployment because uh, I, I do have
0: pictures no I don't think you were you might have been no. for
1: a little bit no. Uh, no third deployment RCP me and you for all.
0: I know I have pictures of you in Farah.
1: Yep, me and you were in Did you were attached to me.
0: Was I? I? Yeah, we slept in the same room. Oh. I was thinking, um, I might have been thinking of uh, Fodolf. He was yes, up North.
1: Fodolf, he went up and then uh, Dahlstrom, Chief, one of them, he went to uh, BMG or whatever. Okay. I think
0: okay and then we yeah. had oh we can't forget who we had in the talk all the time well there's a couple of them um, the narcoleptic murderer
1: oh who's uh, Mac oh so all of dude so when I left everything like went downhill. That's when, like, everything – that's when people started getting busted for being uh, drug lords. That's when stellar, really good NCOs started coming in uh, with alcohol problems. But, like, when I left, everything went down, man. Like, I wasn't aware of any of that stuff.
0: I kind of didn't hear anything after I left from the people that uh, stayed there. Mostly because everybody yeah. I had known or liked being around either already got out or moving to different units like you and I did. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of lost all contact with what happened at Fort Bragg. Um, I tell you, I wanted to try to get back in touch with uh, Dominic. You remember him?
1: Yeah, yeah of course. I can't I can't forget. Oh, Daniel Tosh. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Oh dough money! You remember? Uh, God, uh, Carabello said he looked like Freddie Mercury, and I.
1: Oh, uh, Oh no, it's a different guy from a Carson one. Oh, man. I Toronto. did run into
0: an I did run into an old uh, drill sergeant at Fort Carson for some reason. Oh, that'd be creepy. Yeah, he was my. Um, the senior, not the senior drill sergeant. He was, was drill sergeant Luna. He was the top drill sergeant in my platoon. Really weird. He remembered me because I had the worst case of poison ivy he'd ever seen oh. in his life. I went to the gas I've chamber with poison ivy. poison ivy. I've never had poison
1: ivy.
0: Oh, fortunate for you. It is my living nightmare. Good luck. <laughs> all right so we've covered the deployments you know we've been together for a long time trying to know each other backwards yeah. and forwards uh you do still well you move back to north carolina i believe you still live yep. there yeah uh i'm up in michigan so we do need to get together one day if i make it big and rich and i'll drive my bugatti down to your house dude you don't need a Bugatti. Oh, they're ugly looking cars.
1: No, well, I we need a van, dude. The van? No windows? <laughs> uh, Volkswagen. Uh, oh, gotcha. Vintage.
0: So since we have left the military, um, I left in 2015. I believe you stayed for a little bit longer, didn't you?
1: Yes, I got out. Uh, my last work day was January 13th 2017 and my retirement date was march 15th of 2017. now
0: you say retire that's is that a medical retire or a
1: oh yeah Okay. sorry yeah uh it's a medical retirement i got medically retired uh for i think the classification was a traumatic brain injury with post-cognitive reoccurring and then a whole bunch of medical words but uh, long story short, uh, I, they, I, <laughs> they told me to get out because I was unable to wear the appropriate protective equipment needed to play Army. What? Yep. I was unable to wear PPE. I couldn't wear a helmet. Oh. Gotcha. so Because I couldn't, couldn't wear an ACH, I couldn't jump. I couldn't go to the field. I couldn't go west of Gruber. So I was pretty much uh, a non. Uh, like I couldn't do anything. Okay. Nothing. Okay. <clears throat> so, but there, there's a whole other list of stuff with that. But that was my uh, uh, disqualifier.
0: Okay. So since you couldn't wear the proper protective gear you can no longer keep yourself safe in a combat zone. And if you're not Correct. in a combat zone, why be in the army? Correct. That's all right.
1: It was heartbreaking.
0: I believe some people that listen to this will think that is probably bunk. Um, but that's how it works. If you are not, if you are not a combat ready individual, they will Toss you out faster than you could ever imagine if for any reason they think that you will um, be a hindrance to anybody even uh, even at home station you know God, God forbid you could go on undone friggin paperwork for the rest of your career, but no, since you can't deploy they don't they don't want you, they don't need you it's kind of upsetting.
1: Yeah, so uh, I was actually out on patrol one day, and, uh, it, you know, it was, start, it was starting to happen, and my, my LT was like, yo, something's wrong with you. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> so he he's actually the one that uh, kind of set the red flag up and started everything in the process. Uh, I, I you know I was mad at him because I, I didn't want to get out. Uh, I had 12 years in, uh, you know, E6, That was I was doing fine. I was 30, 30 years old, and now I'm medically retired, 30 years old. I'm 34 now. Hey,
0: you're just a year younger than I. No, no big deal.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was like third, no, 31 when I retired, 31, something like that.
0: Sound, you know, on paper, that sounds like a good retirement, but kind of living with the situation that you are in now, um, I'm assuming that you – still have the headaches that are kind of debilitating?
1: Yeah. Uh, everything I do, if I go camping with the fam, if I go, you know, home for Christmas, for the holidays, you know, for anything, I got to make sure I have uh, my pills, my my headache medicine. I got to make sure I have my shots that I need in case they don't work. Um, you know, I, I grew up back home, obviously, so I know where all the hospitals and everything are. So, but yeah, sense. it's – it, it's kind of like uh, just like an extra thing that I gotta do now, uh, more prep time, which is fine because I haven't done anything. Any, you know, I don't do anything since I got out. I've gone to school, but I haven't had a job yet. So I'm kind of just, you know, in, in that uh, in between in between worlds right now.
0: Okay. And you I'm assuming you're using your GI Bill for the schooling.
1: No. I am using, uh, chapter 31, uh, vocational rehab. Oh, that's right. So did you,
0: so did you already use up the GI bill or do you, um, are you just doing the voc rehab until that runs out?
1: Uh, I, I can do both. So because I'm 100% uh, disabled, quote unquote, um, that's actually it. Um, uh, because I'm that, I can, I get the the GI bill and vocational rehab because I'm a retiree. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, I do get some benefits from it that, you know, it's awesome that I get them. I, you know, I put, yeah. There's mixed Fair emotions about it.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I know I do qualify for vocational rehab. Um, I went and, Talked to some people about it. They said I qualified, but then it was the end of the school year and then all this shenanigans happened. So never really followed up on
1: it. It's amazing. Uh, I 100% suggest you get on that, get enrolled in a school, start it. It's amazing what it does for you.
0: Oh, I'm already, I'm, I'm already two or three semesters, uh, in college. Uh, with the current situation, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to attend the last semester or the semester that's going on right now. And By the time I was able to figure that out, it was already too late to register. Um, I have emailed a couple of people I'm going to be registering here shortly for the next semester starting in January. But no probably thank you, buddy. What are you going in for? Welding or something? Uh,
1: right? uh, I'm going for welding. Uh, okay. Stick welding, TIG welding, MIG welding, fab. Uh, I'm not sure why. I, it just interests me. And when I'm when I'm welding, um, you know, I started in school just stick and TIG, and then I bought my own personal MIG welder from a tractor supply. What up? Um, and you know, just those few semesters in school gave me confidence to do what i'm doing with my mid welder in my garage okay so it's good it 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 makes me focus it gets me out of my head so it's kind of therapy for me because i have to focus on that and nothing else okay makes sense
0: uh well i can uh kind of uh relate to that with the classes i'm taking the um Computer aided drafting and design, CAD, SolidWorks, all that. When you start building models in a 3D environment, kind of lose yourself and you put yourself into your work. Even though it was school, you know, when I'm building a gearbox or the Legos that I had to build for the class, it turned out, hey, man, it was a TIE fighter. It was pretty awesome. I mean, it wasn't to scale, but us but yeah you get in that world you know you kind of let yourself drift out because you know if you if you start you know dwelling on things that bothered you in the past and it just becomes toxic and kind of puts you in a bad place where you don't want to be it's
1: and, a downward spiral from there
0: yeah once you start down the path it's they, they cut the brake lines man you're, you're not stopping it's rough it is rough Uh, I know that, you know, in the past, uh, since I've been out, even while I was in, you know, we've gone, I can tell that a lot of people I've been with have been down real dark paths. Um, Some, you know, didn't make it out. Some did. And the whole point of the kind of the channel here is for those who did make it out to share the experience of how they got out. uh, You know, maybe what avenues of approach they took to getting out, uh, what they've done since then kind of thing. So if you had one piece of advice to give somebody who's going through a tough time, something that maybe helped you in the past, maybe not currently, but in the past or what have you, what, what would your advice be to somebody who's struggling?
1: Uh, you have to find a purpose or an anchor. There needs to be something that you're running to and there needs to be something that's holding you down to keep you from tripping over your own feet. If that makes sense. It does. Um, Most of my depression because I'm currently in a horrible, miserable spot, but uh, I'm slowly finding ways to get out of it again. Um, But most of my depression is because uh, I, I haven't accomplished anything I haven't done anything I'm just alive not not even alive I'm just awake mouth breathing you know there's there's nothing for me to do so I, I'm feeling worthless and hopeless and you know why am I even here I'm not doing anything so when there is something to do you're, you're not sitting here thinking well why am I here like I'm here doing something so yeah okay.
0: so I know with my philosophy class that I went to what I would say is you're probably having an existential crisis
1: Uh and that's, that's
0: well yeah it's not uncommon it's it's a lot of you know why why am I here what are we doing kind of thing yeah and it's it's not that hard to fall into it's it's really not it's easy to go in there and again cut breaks you're down the hole um the only way we're getting somebody out of that hole is with some kind of airlift from a
1: Blackhawk or something. It it it's bad and it, it can be the slightest <clears throat> it can be the slightest thing that just you know cuts those those toe lines and just you're done. It ruins the rest of your day.
0: Yep. And Parachutes don't deploy.
1: A lot of those times I'm you know, I'm thinking I don't wanna be miserable, I don't wanna keep doing this. Why am I, you know, all those questions. And it's really just me in my head because the rest of the world is perfectly fine. It's just, I ain't got nothing else to do. So I might as well just tear myself up.
0: It's unfortunate, but it happens a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm here for you and you're here for me. I mean,
1: absolutely, brother.
0: Doing our little Zoom meeting right now. I'm hope, you know. I hope it helps you out. You know, gives you. I don't want to say gives you a sense of purpose to be at my beck and call to do these videos. But you are you know, my purpose. If it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is screaming. I can tell you that.
1: Mm, avocado.
0: Yeah, avocado.
1: Kids yep. are great.
0: So I've I, I've talked about my kids a little bit. I know you've got um, Emma and Andrew, I
1: believe, right? Oh, God. So I've got two, four. four and uh, I have two of mine and my girlfriend has two. So, you know, they're mine as well. But, yes, Andrew, uh, Emma, Andrew, uh, Isabella, and Aiden. Two girls and two boys. Okay. It's wonderful.
0: <laughs> Just wonderful. Yeah. So so you've got a busy house. Um, I do. That's gotta keep you a little bit busy, you know? To, uh, it, watching it, the kids
1: it, or It does, but you know, me and you kind of think of the same thing, uh, think the same way. Um you know the kids are here, and that's awesome. But so sometimes some of those days are like, well, yeah, that's just a blanket statement. Like, yeah, just do 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 you for the kids. Mm-hmm. Blanket statement, but yeah, the kids keep me busy. I love them. I don't want anybody to think I'm going to hurt myself.
0: <laughs> well, all you gotta say is I'm not going
1: to hurt myself. Well, I'm you know I don't want to throw any red flags or anything. But yeah. Um, my mm-hmm. life is pretty, pretty good. Oh, <gasps> Azalea. That's A-Zilla. one. What?
0: You got a booger face. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to mommy, please. Thank okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, she, uh, I'll send you a video later. She was yelling at my wife about cookies and cake and it was pretty good. So the, the concept behind the story is she, uh, my wife had told uh, the youngest one that she couldn't have cookies or cake for breakfast. You know, that's not a very healthy meal. Well, she had uh, made a bagel for herself. Uh, this lady really had food too, but the cream cheese on there made, Azalea think that if she was having a cookie or a cake? Right, because the frosting. Yeah, and she stood up on the table and started yelling at her, like, "Why are you eating cookies? Why are you eating cake?" Oh, you want one? Yeah, and she tried to tell her, "It's not a cookie. It's a bagel." <laughs> she, it's two year old. You can't, you can't reason with that. Absolutely not. No, it's just like, oh well, let's buckle in and ride this ride for a little bit because it's going to go a lot of nowhere and fast. <laughs> So, good news is I can probably edit most of that out. i worried about it. <laughs> anyway, so we're both separated from the army. We're both uh, going down some some rough roads, you know, because we had we had the structure of an everyday life already set up. We had, you know, be here certain time, certain place, certain uniform. And it was structured in a way that it would be nearly impossible to get it wrong. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time, but now that we're both out, we kind of, I'm not going to say lack the structure, but not we having, yeah, we lack like, the structure. I mean, my structure is I wake up kids school or daycare. I go to work, work eight hours, come home, grab kid, dinner, maybe a video game or two, bed, and that's my, my rinse and repeat as, as I go.
1: See, I don't have a job, so I don't I don't do any of that. When I have my kids, wake up, wake the kids up, school, and then once they're done school, it's fun time. It's whatever – my house is filled with, with Legos and Hot Wheels – and every the house is destroyed. Bikes all the time.
0: And not just like destroyed, but like a chaotic evil destroyed. It's bad. Uh the other day I stepped on a mega block Lego right in the just the just all right, so here's my foot. Right dead center. And my foot <laughs> like wrapped around it. And I want <sighs> I wanted all things to end at that time. I'm like, this is it. This is where the world blows that'll make, up.
1: That'll make Celine Dion music play in your head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I didn't hear Celine Dion. I heard a lot of screaming. So maybe a, a scream death metal. Just <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: but yeah, uh, God, back, back to your structure thing.
0: Yes, uh, back to the
1: structure. It, it, when we were in, everybody had, a, everybody had something to do. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was uh, there was always somebody just sitting around not doing something but that was just <laughs> that's that's another side of the army but yeah somebody always knew everybody always knew what to do yep you, you never had to tell anybody like hey pick up that trash bag hey put your shoes up everybody just knew what to do and then when you get out even at home everywhere i feel like nobody has a clue what to do
0: especially when you're dealing with children you know you you, yep. you know you and i have done it we have had to teach privates or uh the new soldiers and it's like all right we have to treat these people like they know nothing because usually they don't and they listened most of the time they listen yep. whereas children i can look at my daughter the youngest one i'm like i i can't And just stop. And then she laughs and runs away like a lunatic. What kind of normal person does that? Nobody. Kids are great. Yeah, kids are great. They throw in that little bit of chaos that just like, all right, everything might be okay. Might not. But I digress. But, yes, structure. We had it. We loved it. We get out.
1: Structure's gone. Yep. It's bad. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just, I feel like everybody needs, needs something to do every day.
0: Yeah. It's like working a job for, uh, you know, you're the most senior person in your workplace. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, I've been here for 30 years. I'm going to rule this place. My name's going to be on the building. What? I got canned. Well, that's no fun. Go find another huh. job. Well, it's not easy for us. Yeah. Not many of our, Uh, military skills translates to civilian jobs. You know, how many... That
1: and... I don't... There's a lot of other things other than just, well, you're an army you just go get a job. There's reasons why, like, I don't go to the mall. There's reasons why I don't I don't, like, work at, you know, CVS or McDonald's.
0: Not a people Uh, person.
1: But people don't... People don't understand that. Yeah. they, They don't get...
0: Why are that you so part. mad? Why are you yelling?
1: <laughs> like, th- dude, the amount of looks I get sometimes when I park in a handicapped spot because I have a uh, disabled vendor in place.
0: Uh, and, then, and then you just <laughs> stroll out like nothing's wrong?
1: Yeah. People, uh, some people look at me and I, I feel kind of bad about it sometimes. But I wouldn't. Other times I'm like, screw it. They, they have no idea what they have no idea why I'm part.
0: So I just got a text message. Uh oh. <clears throat> I'm gonna read it to you. Remember the telephone video with Lady Gaga was in the unit
1: for all. I do remember that. Uh, <laughs> those were mechanic dudes. That was that was that was pretty that was pretty funny. That was that was before oh. the first one that
0: went viral i think i think so like they they i know somebody told me they saw it on the news while we were still deployed uh, like usa today or something like that and it was yeah. at that point that the sergeant majors like i really want to kill all of you but i can't now that you're famous yeah yeah that was that was, that was a good one for was man that for i was a doing rcp out of there man it was it was something else it was sketchy yeah um we had a uh we had a uh, interpreter ross man
1: i love ross man yeah Johnny B. did you ever have to ride next to him uh i, well, I was a well no, i wasn't a driver oh i, I right. was for a
0: little bit so, <laughs> so oh. I had forgotten but, uh, about
1: that. <laughs> uh, we'll, oh. we'll bring that up during the memory section. Yeah.
0: So Rossman, he um, great interpreter. Um, he would fall asleep in the back of the uh, RG31, and his head would tilt towards me. And he had the most foul smelling <laughs> breath I had ever experienced. And oh, just. I've, I've smelt burning bodies, and his breath was worse than that. It was like like
1: how Shrek's toes, like in between Shrek's toes, would smell.
0: Yeah, if you lit it on fire. Yeah, that's good. Um, we had, we had Rossman, we had Sims, s- s- huh? s- s- Sims. <laughs> we had everybody's hit- favorite lieutenant.
1: Oh God, that, I don't even want to say his name. <laughs> Lieutenant H, Lieutenant
0: H, the West Point hero.
1: God. <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh, anyway, um, man, this is this has been kind of fun for me. I enjoy talking to you.
1: You remember when he smacked the crap out of uh,
0: Trowbridge? Man. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I thought he was gonna dodge it. Like no. it was so slow, but I tried to put as much. I was like, "All right, if I if I make connection, he's gonna feel it, even if it's with the fingertips." He didn't move. I hit him full palm, fingers. Just
1: that was the most Doc Holiday shit I've ever seen. Broderidge so <laughs> <heard laughs> took that like a man. Like he looked at you the whole time. <laughs> I,
0: I kind of feared for myself afterwards. You should, like, great, you
1: apologize to him right now, Trobridge. If you're listening, we're really sorry about it. I'm not. But it's been years of years of entertainment. I, I'm glad years I'm of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, years. There, have been times, there has been times where I've been cutting the grass and just had to stop because I've fallen off the lawnmower, thinking about how hard you got smacked. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he just stood there. I, I, it still dumbfounds me to this day. Is like, why didn't he move? You, sh- you, oh, you know, after I hit him, I expected to. I expected him to be Devlin angry.
1: Dude, we're just outside. Like we are outside, <laughs> Devlin. Like chill out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, the Good day you wanted dude, to kick my ass because I called him stupid.
1: And everybody in the ten like, Devlin, he's like three of you. Stop it. Oh, it's those roids, man. <sighs> like Michael, like that Michael Jordan where he's crying. He's like, no,
0: stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: And then one other one. Do you remember when Sam Lee smiled
0: oh. looking like Nemesis?
1: <laughs> From Resident Evil, And then he got back and he <laughs> fell asleep and he got sunburnt all over his body. <laughs> he fell asleep in the sun for like four hours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my God. What about when he got set on fire? <laughs> I'm on fire.
1: I'm on fire. Oh, help me. Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Love me. Oh my God.
0: Dude, when he <laughs> got set on fire friend. and they jumped him and started hitting him to put him out. He's a first sergeant. Now, wouldn't that be crazy? Oh. Is he really? No, he's not. No. Oh, God. Dude, this. All right. So, quick story about Sanley. He's from what? Louisiana? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, our. Lieutenant Colonel, his name was Sears. He got into a truck with Sandley. (laughs) And Sandley has a speech impediment. He couldn't pronounce his R's or his L's.
1: And a Southern accent.
0: And a Southern accent. So when the Colonel got into the truck, he wanted to, you know, these are my soldiers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask them how they're doing. I'm gonna get to know them. And he says, "Sandley, what are we doing today?" And he stopped, looked at the colonel, and with a straight face went, "We're hunting Taliban." He's <laughs> such a goof. It
1: went and, on perfect.
0: And the and colonel, he's like, "I'm getting out of this truck now." And he moved to our truck.
1: I got real soldiers to deal with.
0: <laughs> I'm not dealing with this Looney Tune cartoon.
1: <laughs> and he hunting. probably thought, and he probably didn't even know, like that was legitimately him. Yeah, it was.
0: That was him. Was like, I bet it was after. Like, no, Stanley, what are we doing? No, we were <laughs> hunting Tauban. Hunting All right, I'm getting out of this truck. I don't want to die here next to this guy.
1: <laughs> All right, Stanley. Good job, bud. Keep it up. <laughs>
0: Smoke. Right. He got out and did a what the uh, the wire sweep with us when we were doing our RCPS.
1: I got you, you. Oh man, do you remember the flyby? <laughs> oh. Oh god, not like this.
0: <laughs> All right, a little bit of background. We hit a uh, IED, uh, improvised explosive device.
1: We did. We did. No, it was us. We, I think we found one.
0: No, it it was us because, um, oh God, what was that? What was that mechanic's name that we never took out anymore? Because he kept getting every time we took him out, we got hit.
1: Oh, um, I just talked about him um, like a month ago.
0: Yeah. So the the mine rollers were on top of another IED, and that blew up, and he got shrapnel in in like the under part
1: of his eye. Oh, uh, is that the one where I, I looked? Is that the one where I two-finger sweeped it and got in, like, really big trouble?
0: Yeah, because they thought you were taking an IED inside of your truck.
1: No, I <laughs> – all right. So that was probably not good thinking on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I just took, the the like, the shells, not any part, not any explosive. There was nothing. It was just a casing.
0: Dude. Lieutenant H lost his mind. He saw you put something in the back of your truck, and he's like, "No way! Did he just put a bomb in his
1: truck?" Nope. Lieutenant Bird was—he was sitting there right there. He's like, "Dick, get out of there!" And I was like, "Yo, I'm balls deep, sir." He's like, "All right, you're good."
0: <laughs> so we hit this IED. We're doing recovery operations, and a lot of times for the uh, tactics for Taliban would be to hit you with an IED with a follow-on. Uh, ambush or something. So, I got a hold of uh, the talk back at uh, uh, the the uh, base there, um, and they said, "Hey, we got an F eighteen on station." So I call him up real quick. Now nobody else is on my uh, radio net, so nobody hears the conversation I'm having. Is I'm having a conversation with the uh, pilot. You know, he was nearly uh, out of fuel. So I said, "All right." Uh, do a quick scan of the area. He did that. No problem. He said nothing was out of the norm.
1: Can you do a show of force? So I ask, all right,
0: before you head out, can you do a show of force? Just just to be clear that we're not messing around out here. We want to you know, recover and get out of here. Now, again, nobody heard this conversation. So my driver, um, forget his name, probably died without remembering it he got out of the truck, uh, the area was secured and he had to go to the bathroom. So he started peeing on the tire. Normal thing to do. Well, an F-18 show of force is they drop down to about a hundred feet above ground level and try to break the sound barrier over kind of near your position. So you don't, you don't hear or see them coming. It's just instantaneous (laughs) boom with a lot of uh, um, flyby action. So beautiful. I told nobody this, the driver's out pissing on the tire and he just hears this loud boom with the F-18 breaking the barrier overhead and flying off. And he cringes, holds on real tight and says, Oh God, not like this. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. He just thinks another bomb went off for all he knows. Um, He thought thought that was it. He he thought that was it. That was it. I'm going to die with my thing in my hands, and this is how I go out. He wasn't ready. (laughs) So I got probably talked to by four individuals about how they wanted to kick my ass for not letting them know that that was happening.
1: I supported you.
0: In retrospect, I probably should have, like, hey, real quick, there's going to be a loud noise.
1: Hey, LT. (laughs)
0: But he left the truck, so I was there with the interpreter and McCann, the driver.
1: I would have told them both.
0: I had I didn't tell anybody.
1: I would have told tur- oh mom. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> the back of my mind was like, let, him, let it surprise him. And that <laughs> was a mistake and a victory for me all at once. I support you. <laughs> all right, well. Jesse I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up here tonight so I'll tell you this um, go ahead and stay on the line and I will uh, check in with you uh, as I power this off so do you have any last words you want to say to the audience
1: oh gosh Uh, find a purpose find a a reason and uh, you know Again, I don't I – don't, I hate throwing this blanket statement, but there's always somebody out there that, that can help you if you need help. Even – it might not be the help you want, but it might be the help you need. Even if it's a phone call saying, hey, dude, uh, you know, my life sucks right now. Anything is better. Just reach out. Find a purpose.
0: I can be your Batman.
1: You are my Robin.
0: Ooh, I like it. All right, so that's gonna finish up the episode of Move Out, Draw Fire. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jesse. Um, Kind of enlightening for the people that don't know him or I that well, or what we've done. So I appreciate your listening. And if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, like, uh, hit the notifications. uh, Make sure you know, are alerted when new content comes out. If you're listening to this on podcast, uh, do the same thing. That way you'll know, again, when new content comes out. So I will leave you here with this um, by reiterating what Jesse said. You know, you're not alone. There's always somebody out there that can help. Again, might not be the help you want, but it's the help you need. All right. And again, move out, draw fire. Thank you.